0: Welcome, Dr. James Beckett Sports Card Insights. Rich Klein was over uh, a couple of days ago, and we were recording some episodes and catching up and uh, gave him some cards for his charitable inclination, which I heartily approve of. And one of the things I gave him is I gave him some sorting boxes, these special Two by five sorting boxes where you can drop cards in the decimal system in tens. You could put the cards in one of the, I guess, two rows of five. It'd be five rows of two, but it's really, I stacked them up there and you can put them in there and there's an opening there where you drop it in there and they, they fall in there and then you pick them up and stack them up otherwise. I got those. I had a few of them and they're, they're gently used not marked up at all. I gave them to Rich and whether he'll uh, pass them on or he can do whatever he wants to with them. But I don't use them anymore. So the thought occurred to me, maybe I'll share some of my other uh, sorting ideas because I don't use those boxes. I basically sort on a, a tabletop, a desk, hopefully not a slippery desk. I better thank the sponsors before we get going too far. Thanks, Burbank Sports Cards, Rob Verus one of the guys who sorted more cards than I have, I think, <laughs> but i sorted a lot. Uh, Mike Stadium Sports Cards, Heritage Auctions, Hugs and Scott Auctions, Tops Panini Upper Deck, CompC.com and Beckett Media, Beckett Grading, Beckett Authentication. I don't think ComC has to sort cards. I think they take them as they go. They don't sort them when they get them. They just, it gets a unique identification number and they put the ID on it, what it is. Huggins & Scott, same thing. I don't think they're doing a lot of sorting. They may be grouping some lots when they have their uh, treasure chest or shoebox lots. It's a brief description of what's in there. I don't think they're putting stuff in numerical order or saying this is this set unless it's very easy to do. And sorting may be a thing of the past when there's more of an appreciation of the very expensive, game-used autograph, serially numbered, special shiny cards. I have a system. One of the things I noticed when I compare notes with Rob Verris is I think he does a lot of his sorting by the card front. I absolutely do not do that. I would do that for cards in the 50s and the 60s, but for cards in the 2010s, I I can't do it. They're too similar for me. When I'm looking through a dollar box or evaluating a collection, if it's not already in set order, I I guess I start off with the front just to see if it's worth considering. Then I'll flip it on the back if I need to. Obviously, you can't take time going through a dollar box to look at the front and back of every card or you'd still be, you wouldn't even be able to do one box. So why don't I need these sorting boxes that are in this two by five? I actually had five of them so I could uh, uh, rotate them. I do two kinds of sorting. One is a back sort that's by the number of the card, and the other is a front sort that's based on alphabetical by player last name. Let me just start out and tell you on the alphabetical sort what I do. Again, this is uh, free for anybody who wants to take it. Well, one principle I've learned in work simplification is that if you don't do it the same time, same way every time. You're not getting the reinforcement. And I've seen people that when they're sorting alphabetically, they like go through and pull out all the A's or put all the, uh, put out all the A's, B's and C's and then go through again and pull out the D's, E's and F's and G's and then go back through multiple passes is not good. Okay. You want to as much as possible do the shortest number of passing through. So basically I do a complete sort the first time alphabetically by the player's first letter of their last name. A typewriter keyboard basically has uh, three rows of maximum 10 across the QWERTY. And the typewriter keyboard has, out of the 26 letters, there's 10 on the kind of the top row, not the number row, but the top row. And then there's nine, and then there's seven. And I guess that's for hitting the shift bar and things like that. So 10 plus nine plus seven is 26. I don't do exactly that. What I do is I do A, B, C, D, E, F, G, all in the top row, all spaced out. So that takes, well, whatever it is, I guess, seven That's seven across of the letter and seven times two and a half inches wide. You're dealing with 20 or so inches, so that'll fit on a reasonable desk. And the next row is H, I, J, K, L, M, N, O. Okay, that's eight letters. So the A is above the H, and then below the H would be the P. Then I P, and I put Q with P. I don't have a separate stack for Q because there's hardly any Qs. R, S, T, U and V go together, and then W, and then there almost are no Xs, so Y and Z. So basically that's, that's seven on the top row, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, eight on the second row, and then the third row is seven, but they're combo letters, P and Q, then R, S, T, U, V, W, and X, Y, Z. Okay, so it looks very orderly. The A is always above the H, is always above the P. And so what I'm able to do is I'm able to do that without looking. Okay, that is the, I've said this, it's the unconscious competence. I don't even have to think about it. When I see Hank Aaron, he's going in the upper left corner. If I see Roberto Clemente, that's two spaces over from the ABC uh, in the C and I stack them up. And when the stacks get too big, I set them aside and do that. So that's my alphabetical sort. You don't have to do that, but you need to have something that's within your field of vision. I think most people, especially if you have played any sports, you've probably honed some of your peripheral vision. I I think I have good peripheral vision. So to be able to put it on the pile of the appropriate pile after many years now, I can do that. Now, what that requires in the alphabetical sort is if I am in it, once I get the A's, I've done everything by the first letter, then I've got to break down the A's. They're not all Hank Aaron's. There's some Roberto Alomar's and uh, Mose Alou. So I've got to break those. I can do those in a similar way with the same A through G, H through O, P through Z, 3, 3 grid, or some other way. It depends on how many are there. And then I'm done. Then I've got it into player lots, and I can rearrange it. Okay, that's half of it, or conceptually half of it. The other thing, when I turn the cards on the back, once I get a player, I'm going to numerically. How do I do that? Because so many of the cards are... Alphanumerically. I got to admit, I I was saving this for episode 1,000. <laughs> so I'm actually giving you this several hundred episodes early because I think this is something that's really allowed me to sort a lot of cards. Uh, again, you don't have to do it my way, but my way is honed after many decades, I guess, of doing this. So what I do when I'm sorting numerically, I start out with the setup of a phone keypad, which is one, two, three across the top, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, and so any 10s, 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s. That's what go in that grid of a three by three of the one, two, three, four, five, six. It's the second digit. Now, anything that's less than 10, so it's nine, a number that's nine, you know, one through nine goes to the left. This is sounding very technical, but it's really pretty simple. So the 10s pile, the 10 through 19, to the left of it is the one through nine pile. If it's alphanumeric, if it's numeric, I'm still going to put it where the number is. If it's card B, 97, it's going to go in the 90s. But if it's card B, it's going to go in a pile that's to the left of the 40s. Okay, that is alphabetical no number cards. And that's right below the single digit one through nine. And then to the right, immediate right of the 30s on the uh, on the telephone keypad is the hundreds. Anything in the hundreds, if it's 101 or 199, anything in the hundreds goes a stack there. And there's generally a, a fair number of those. Then right below that adjacent or to the right of the 60s is the 200s. There's less 200s than 100s. I think that would make a lot of sense. And then right below that is 300 and up. And with some of these cards can get up into the 800s, the 900s. But most, again, most of them are—they're not. Most sets don't, especially modern sets, don't go uh, that high anymore. So most of them are in the tens and twenties and thirties, and then the forties drop off. Fifties—it's a little bit of a drop off on each one. When I'm done with that, maybe this is obvious, but once I have those piles, if these are all the tens, and I'm already used to in my mind, again, I can do this without looking, that all those in the tens, I'm going to break them. They can only be between ten and nineteen because they're all you know, then the the 10's digit is a one. So I'm gonna do the same thing. 11 is gonna go in the uh, upper left corner, and then it's gonna go 11, 12, 13 across the top. Second row is 14, 15, 16. Next row is 17, 18, 19. And then the 10 can go, again, like over where the, where the single digit would go. Again, I don't even have to look, and I know, and I've sorted millions of cards this way. That's a scary thought. Obviously, this is a good thought, is that not all cards are worth sorting. The first pass through, before I alphabetical sort, before I number sort, it's is it even worth going in the sorting pile? If it's not, I'm going to, like I said, I've given a bunch of cards to Rich for his charitable inclination, but if it's going to be sorted and put into a, a player pile, it's going to get alpha sorted and then eventually number sorted so I'll know uh, wh- whether I have duplicates or not. That took a little longer than I thought. The whole point is not dreading sorting and being able to do something else while you're doing it. If you've got to concentrate, I need good light, I need a table that does not uh, shimmy, does, that does not have, it's not a slip and slide, a surface, then I need to not let the stacks get too high where they tip over and crash. But like I said, I've been able to watch ball games because I'm I'm barely looking at the card and I'm looking at the TV, so it's while I'm doing it. Again, I'm doing daily episodes, I'm doing a thousand, so forgive me for one that gets a little more uh, detail-oriented. But sorting cards is uh, perhaps a lost art, And it's something that if I didn't enjoy the drudgery of sorting cards, I probably wouldn't be in this industry. Because at 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 my deepest essence, I'm organizing type guy, as you may have seen from some of the uh, different podcast episodes I've had. So it's the greatest hobby in the world. And uh, again, I encourage you to to go deep with it, and uh, don't be afraid of buying a collection that's that's big. Just uh, don't be intimidated by sorting. Have an approach. This is my approach. And whatever you do, stick with it because you'll get better at it as you go. And it's unfair because I'm looking at decades now of experience, but just passing it on. So thanks everybody. Be back again tomorrow with another episode the man